Special announcement by the Dare team. Boop, boop, beep. D A R E. Say no to drugs, kids. Or say yes. No, kids should say no to drugs. Or say yes. I. Th- there is a shirt that is regularly advertised to me okay. on Facebook, <laughs> and it's Say Perhaps to Drugs. And I want it so bad because I'm an adult, and I think that that's fair. I don't think, say yes to drugs, that's not everyone's bag, but I think kids should say no to drugs. I think adults should say perhaps to drugs. I want that t-shirt. Cool. Maybe I'll remember to buy it for you. You No, I won't. remember nothing. That's not going to happen. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. My name is Michelle. My name is Sam. And we are a review podcast and a couple and we're two people, and we like to share media with each other. Typically music, uh, it's Sam's week this week, and uh, it's, I'm going to say it's been an okay week. It's been a long week. We had we had a bank, and then... We ruined it. And then we didn't. So, like, it's been okay because <clears throat> I feel like we've had more time and more... You know, whatever, but god damn it, we need to have we the, need to have some cushion. The buffer episode. Never any cushion anymore. Yep. We keep leaving it down to the wire, which I mean I guess you get the freshest take. Yeah, this way we're up on history, man. <laughs> <laughs> we don't look like fools. I mean, I I will say that it's it's nice to have a cushion. However, I do really like that it's current as well. So it is a double-edged sword for me. We can but make... if we at least record on the weekend and, and make it a point to record on the weekends. That's the goal. No matter what. <laughs> it'll never happen. Just say no to recording past Sunday. I agree. You know what you said? <clears throat> that it's my week and it's been an okay week. Because I didn't choose actual metal this time. It's just the precursor to metal, baby. I'm gonna say I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about that. It's just the- because metal is too oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go for it. But m- we actually kinda went at the same time, but still, thank you for letting me go. Uh but it like I've said in the past, it's always refreshing to get something outside of the metal world. Especially from me, because that's all well, yeah, I Yeah, that's to what think I mean. Of. From you. So I really, I get excited for weeks like this. <laughs> it's always a better week. Nothing against metal. It's just not really my thing as much. And you see different subgenres more than I do. Oh, yeah. For sure. And I think that, that that's the case with anyone who is, you know, you, whatever your favorite genre is, you're yeah. able to decipher the subgenres easier. I was going to say the same thing. Like, I'm sure there's subgenres of all major genres, and I am just as clueless about those as people are clueless about. Like, I can listen to something and be like, nah, that's sludge. Nah, that's doom. You're also pretty clueless about Alicia Silverstone since the last episode I talked about her bird feeding her kids, and you were surprised about that. Just continue. I'm sorry I interrupted you with that nonsense. Do you know how surprised I am by that? 
that I forgot that happened, and it's it's news again. Ah, it's like reliving it all <laughs> over again. What disgusting news to have to relive. No, love it. I love it. One thing about, uh, by the way, it, is, it was a week. It, it's your week. It wasn't metal. And it was technically a shorter album, like track-wise, but there were some longer songs on it. It's still kind of an average, you know rock album of course it's still rock it's you it's yeah you think you've given me one thing that's not would it be one thing and would that be dub c uh i didn't give that because it got taken away from me that's right i can't Um, remember devo oh wait that's a rock it's still damn it it's rock um i don't know other than movies i I mean you've given me i didn't even remember you told me about alicia sylvia Alicia Silverstone doing a bird feeding thing. I don't even remember what it is. <laughs> she fed somebody she with like a bird. Chewed oh, she chews up her kids' food. Kids' food for them uh, yeah, when they were young. Gross. Yeah, it's fucking nasty. Instead of using a food processor, she'd use her teeth. <laughs> Save electricity, I guess. And then spit it into their mouth. Yeah. Here you go, kids. Food That's time. Nasty. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I say I mean too much. But I suppose it's the same thing, like when you are feeding your child from your body and there are antibodies and things that you're sharing, so it helps build up their immune system. So I don't know if that's also part of why she's doing it. Like, my germs. Maybe, but it's gross. But why are you just subjecting your kid to whatever's going on inside your mouth? She just wants to Which taste is, the food first and then give it maybe, to Maybe. It's, but it's technically <laughs> the dirtiest spot on your body. Your mouth is dirtier than your butt. That is a good point, though, about giving them, like, antibodies and giving them, like, dirt. It might be Nice and early it. to give them a nice, healthy immune system. Just Speaking of immune systems. Just feed your kid systems, dirt pie. We're, we're, we're talking about deep purple today. <laughs> <laughs> Deep purple immune system? It made no sense. I wanted to just say something real stupid. Does deep purple have something to do with like a penis color? (laughs) I was going to make a joke that I think it's the color of Jimi Hendrix's penis. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) They were supposedly that porno where that girl's like, Give me that deep purple. It's so big and purple. Do you know where the name Deep Purple comes from? No, not at all. I'm going to look that up real quick while you're it. doing I know what... the first album was called Shades of Deep Purple, if that helps at all. Maybe they like had a, what's that fucking word? A velvet uh, robe. And they're like, hey, man, I really like that Deep Purple Velvet Robe. And they're like, hey, you want to start a band called Deep Purple and we're all wear Deep Purple Velvet Robes? Then they couldn't find any more Deep Purple Velvet Robes. Do you understand how hard it is to say deep purple velvet robes? Deep purple velvet robes. <laughs> okay, I couldn't ro- I For some reason, it wasn't clicking in my mind if it was robes or ropes. <laughs> robes. Shooting ropes. Do you think it's disgusting when people say I'm shooting ropes? I like it, actually. Oh, God. No, I think it's sweet. <laughs> Hey, baby, can I come over and shoot some ropes on you? Yeah, we got to make a baby. Let's shoot some ropes. Ah, nasty. Let's get that uh, baby tied up in there. So according to Google, which is taken from Wikipedia, it came from someone named Blackmore who is in the band. Richie Blackmore. Okay, his grandmother's favorite song. 
there's oh. a song named Deep Purple. Okay. If and yeah, and then the van the band just voted. Hey, we like uh Richie's grandma a lot. Let's just make it that. Does it say who did this original Deep Purple song? Because if I look up Deep Purple, it's just going to come up with Deep Purple songs. No. I... Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know. Let me, do a, let me do a quick search real uh, quick and see if I know. can... What, what, what do you mean we don't need to I was going to look up the song, but it doesn't matter. That's what I'm doing. I know, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> You are a hateful little man, aren't you? I'm not hateful. I'm impatient, and I prove that every day by not being patient. Okay, so what did we do then? Then then move along, sir. I don't know. I want to talk about this album. I chose Machine Head, Deep Purple. It's a fun time. Of course, everyone knows the one hit off of this. But I think this album is filled with goddamn good grooves. Are you still trying to find who did this song, Deep Purple? Is it like Tchaikovsky? Well, so far I found a re-recording, so I'm not sure if this is it. It's a hit. That song's, uh, <clears throat> that's a sweet little song. My deep purple <laughs> is the color of your penis when it's inside of me. <laughs> on Jimi Hendrix. Remember I said that to an audience one time? I did an acoustic show at Randy's, and I just told the whole audience about this supposed sex video of Jimi Hendrix and about his big purple dog. I don't remember that. I wonder why I don't ever get invited back to play shows at places like that. That's weird. Is it rant? They said we just brought hippies, though. They said that we had <laughs> weed a weed smoking crowd who would go out to their cars and smoke weed and drink alcohol, and that they didn't buy as much alcohol as they wanted. Guilty. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. People, everyone was buying drinks. So I don't know yeah. what they were talking about. The place was filled. We also just didn't do top 40 songs. And you didn't, you, especially when you did your stuff, oh, fuck. didn't do anything close to that. I've got this problem where I like intentionally Where you alienate. play what you want. Uh, yeah. But I, I kind of like gravitate towards the songs that I'm like, hey, people will want to walk out during this. I'm going to play this. Well, think about it. When you would do, I mean, you would do like Jesus Thinks You're a Jerk by Frank Zappa. <laughs> you can't. That's, I mean, that's definitely alienating. Very. <laughs> what do you really choose, Tammy? <laughs> you know, it was also an alienating section, and it still kind of is when we do it. What? Is at the end of uh, Magic Fingers. Oh, yeah. It's very weird. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. But it's, I think the whole song is very intense anyway, because oh, it's yeah. like, it's like a sexual song. We don't sing about anything like that. No. And nobody knows it. Mm-hmm. It's it's completely oblivious. But I also get to belt some serious shit out right before you just Fuck scream yeah. into Fuck oblivion. Yeah. And then the song just stops abruptly. Fuck yeah, man. All right, you want to get into this album, my love? When did this album come out? 
Love. Oh, yeah, that's what I called you, my Louvre. Uh, this album, well, Michelle, it happened to come out in 1972, the year I was born. You look at me like you didn't believe that. Did you know I was born in 1972? That would make me... Oh, my God. Really? You'd be 48, fucker. 48 years old. You'd be noticeably old. older. I'm an old man. 48 years old. Well, I'm old. an old gold tooth, and I'll tell, <laughs> tell you, you the, the truth. truth. I live in the mouth of a homie. <laughs> All right. This is like the sixth fucking Deep Purple album, which blew my mind. And this album has like the biggest hit they ever had. But let's start with the first one, Highway Star, which people will probably recognize from Rock Band, I think it was on. Yeah, it was the main song, at least on the original Rock Band. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, was like the, the main intro. Because it would have that long intro in the beginning where the band would be suiting up and the car would be like, rolling through a, dirt, a desert. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, those are Highway Fucking Stars, man. I That's definitely that. where I learned the song. <laughs> Because I know the song that everyone knows, but and that's the main Deep Purple song I ever knew. It wasn't until yeah. Rock Band that I learned this song and uh, another song on this album. Oh, I'm interested to find out what that one is. At least I think so. I could be wrong. I could just know that from you. I have listened to this album around for sure. Um, I got to bring it up on this album, but... The singer, I think his name is Ian. Fuck, what's his name? Ian Gilliam? Gilliam, I think? We're doing a fucking album about him, and I can't know the fucking name. Ian Gilliam. His voice is fucking killer, man. Like, he could sing it all, in my opinion. He's got a mid range that sounds good, like good 60s, 70s rock and roll mid range, and then he's got that. But not many people were doing obviously like Robert Plant was doing it but Robert Plant had like this like blues feel uh-huh. to it Ian sounds to me like a metal dude before metal is happening he is the guy that made Whoa! like cool dude <laughs> that so this wasn't actually even a single no which is surprising is it me or is it kind of quiet it's a little quiet, but you want me to turn it up one time for you? Yes, please, if you don't mind. There you go. I appreciate that. Richie Blackmore guitar action. You ever heard of that name before, Richie Blackmore? Some like popular guitar no. player. I don't think so, no. I'm not familiar. In the guitar world, he's a he's the man, or he's a man. There's many good dudes that play the guitar, but Richie Blackmore is a name. Like, if you're going to see Deep Purple, you want to see Richie Blackmore and Ian Gillian in it. Or else you're just seeing, like, something else. Looks like this was released on Purple Records. We have it on vinyl, man. Yeah. The original pressing. Kent told me the other day. We have the green label pressing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this is the original. So apparently... We've done good with the Deep Purple album. And it plays well. Fuck yeah. It's weird when you say we because I still have this thing and I've always had this no that's yours. Like you bought it. Like I, I always have that mentality. I still don't have that hours thing. And I do that <laughs> all the time. Because if you're like 
do we have this thing? And I'll be like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you we, do say can, that. And I'm an asshole about it. I don't know why. I'm so... Well, I think certain things should be yours. And nine times out of ten when you say that, it is a thing that should be considered yours. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, just what, what's yours and what's mine? I just for some reason feel like I need to make that specification. So yeah, when you say we, I'm just like, no, you you bought the album. But I've listened to this. Uh, I listened to this more than any other album that you've given me in a while. Oh, that's awesome. And it is, it's short, but I thoroughly enjoy it. And I have listened to it on vinyl a few times, and I've enjoyed that thoroughly as well. Because we were into vinyl like a decade ago. And we have a killer collection. I forgot how nice our collection was until I looked through it. And it just makes me want to jump back in again. Not really jump back <laughs> in, but, you know, I want to appreciate what we have. Yeah, yeah and for sure. So even when Kent came over for just like an hour the other day, I played this album. Just seems appropriate, especially since he's getting into vinyl right now. And he said that he just recently ordered this album as well. This is a classic fucking album. Get the rock and roll world. This is on many lists of like top rock albums of all time. This can be considered like a genre changer. It's got like very aggressive guitar lines. The drums are just pumped the whole time. Oh, it's it's good. It's fucking really good. It's got like a 60s rock guys, like a Foreigner and Boston and all those people, they would have sections of their songs that would tear like this. And you'd be like, oh yeah, they could jam. And then uh-huh. they'd get like really fucking lame out of nowhere. Like Radiohead, <clears throat> probably, but you not tear as much to you, I'm sure. But it does say here that Machine Head is cited as a major influence in the early development of heavy metal music. Absolutely. There are so many different bands that seem to be supposed major early influences and they all kind of do that's the thing like if you like study her. heavy metal or <laughs> <I'm bleeding. laughs> i don't know what he's bleep? saying i don't know but I, every time because that's what it sounds like to me i say that i love her i need her i'm bleeding you have lyrics in front of you it's near the bottom we don't need to know the real lyrics. You don't want to tell me what it really is? No, because I got a pit pause here real quick. If I go lyric hunting now, we're going to be all fucked up. Oh, shit. It's not... Well, it's not I'm bleeding. Well, let me take a guess. It's a... I love her! I need her! Ross Perot! That's that not it? a real guess. <laughs> I, I, no real I, guess. I do not accept that. You wasted okay. my time. I love her. I need her. Baloney. <laughs> I fucking hate her. I love her. I need her. It snowed a lot, not a shovel. Oh, oh this is not <laughs> enjoyable. Uh, to you, Perfect. I'm sure you're having a blast. I am. Okay. I love her. I need her. I seed her. I seed her? I seed her. I seed her? Yeah. That's racy. I want to put my seed in her. Plant a baby. Ian Gillian, which I keep wanting to say Ian Underwood, which I think was a flute player in Frank Zappa's band. But goddamn Ian Gillian. Goddamn. 
confused. So it, it, it appears that he's not talking about an actual car on a highway. No, he's talking about a fucking a girl, right? Well, I don't know, because okay, it says here, the first chorus is, I love it, I need it, I bleed it. So he is like saying brakes. Yeah, I believe that brakes. Nobody's going to take my car. I'm going to race it to the ground. Nobody going to beat my car. I'm going to break the speed of sound. Ooh, it's a killing machine. It's got everything like a drawing power, big fat tires, everything. I love it. I need it. I bleed it. Yeah, it's a wild hurricane. All right. Hold on tight. I'm a highway star. <clears throat> well, how is this not about a car? It sounds like a car. And then nobody's going to take my girl. I'm going to yeah. keep her to the end. Yeah, it's moving on. Nobody going to have my girl. She stays close on every bend. So, I mean, Ooh. that sounds like a, you know, what a double entendre. Because it's still kind of racing. Like a car. Yeah, Like yeah. around every bend. But we're thinking about her Ooh, bent over the kitchen counter. she's a killing machine. She's got everything. She's a what machine? A sewing machine? Killing machine. Like a moving mouth, body control, and everything. I love her. I need her. I seed her. Not I sneed, but I love her. I need her. I, I seed her. I sneed her. <laughs> I love her. I sneed her. her. I seed her. Baloney. Didn't. Okay. No, never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, she turns me on. Well, then what's the end? I don't know. I don't need it. So yeah, it's song. still about. It's still about cars. I love it. I need it. I seed it. Well, god damn it. Yeah, eight cylinders, all mine. I'm a highway star. That means eight holes. Nobody gonna take my car. All mine. Butthole, I'm vagina, a mouth, two nose holes, one ear. You can make holes in both eyes. Anywhere. You can also make holes. I'm not man. making holes. That's too much work. You can also just bend things. I can also just jerk off in 32 seconds and get, move on with my day. And if uh, you, you get one of those Slayton sisters, especially Tammy, the real big one. From who the fuck are the Slayton 1, sisters? 1,000-pound sisters. Oh, God, I know who you're talking about. You can ma basically make a vagina from anything on her body because everything folds. <sighs> can, I'm sorry. You, but you no can continue if you want to. I like that song, there's like, Star. It's there's fun. like fungi growing in some of them places i'm sure yeah on the most recent episode she had a spider bite and her she couldn't reach it so her boyfriend had to take care of it but he was only there for a short amount of time did you have to suck the poison out no it's just that he cleans it and she can't clean it i guess cut the poison she out. relies on Tiffany. her sister who's who's already had the weight loss surgery and lost weight and now she's pregnant and they're going to move. What? And she does everything for her big fat sister. What? Her husband even has to wheel her around because she's 650 pounds. My big fat sister's wedding? <clears throat> like he has to pull her like backwards sometimes up ramps and stuff. Imagine pulling 650 pounds no. a person. I wouldn't do it. I would say, and this is out of control. I'm leaving. He didn't even <laughs> sign up for it. Like He married the sister. Oh yeah, fuck that. Oh, that's harder because oh, so it's like we're taking care of my sister because she's a lard ass. You know when they're at home, he's like, "I don't want to drag your sister." <laughs> no, he's a really nice guy, and I he'll probably just do anything because he's like, "Yeah, family, whatever." He ha he has a little nice bit of sling blade in him. Oh, okay, makes sense. But you know, he's a nice guy. I get you. He's not going to go, like, kill Dwight Yoakam or anything. Do you think that maybe he's a Leo? 
I don't, I am so bad with signs. By the way, I think my brother is a Leo because it's sometime in August. It's like late August. But I, I'm so bad with astrological is signs. Is a Leo before a Virgo? Yeah. That's me. That makes sense because September is right after August. In September is when Earth and Fire sing a song. I think it's interesting to me when someone is able to guess your sign or from a list of signs based on how you act. Like, oh, you must be a Libra. Yeah, it's bullshit. It doesn't exist. It's weird to me. Dumb. Get your myth. I don't like mysticism. You don't think that your behavior can be shaped by the moon and the uh, pull and, you know, magnets, bro? I agree with that. Yes. But I don't agree that somebody can go, you were born in September, so you're apt to be like this. Because I know somebody who was born on the same fucking day as me, and they are nothing like me. So, I mean, maybe shut that up, your butthole. I don't know. Maybe if you broke things down, you're more similar than you realize. Uh, let's see. Hot-headed, opinionated, temperamental. <laughs> These are all very similar things. Can, but you, yeah. you, can you guess who I'm talking about? You? Or, yeah, me and this other dude. <laughs> we went to school with him our whole life. Oh. Yeah. He's friends with all of our friends. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, he and I gotten some tiffs. We're not friends. But he, he drew a gun on something for me in eighth grade and had to erase it because the teacher wasn't <laughs> happy about it. He's also yeah. really into reptiles. When That's he was a Virgo kid. shit, man. Let me tell you. It makes sense that you would be into reptiles and guns as a boy. Yeah, of course. I was into neither. Really? Is that why you're into neither now? Probably. Because it seems like a lot of kids who are into reptiles and guns are still at least into one of those things as adults. Usually I, not reptiles. I remember we had like a gecko and they were selling them through the school one time and you could like get a gecko to bring home and they'd always die in like two weeks. I, I'm pretty sure I had something to do with my brother's salamander dying. Yeah, you put it underwater and smashed its head. No, I went to touch it and it bit me and lashed on my finger and I freaked out and just like pulled my finger out and shook it because I just thought like ah like and pull you away it against the wall. I didn't, didn't know I didn't know it was still stuck on my finger and yeah, all you, you just heard like a loud thump and then I found it very still, uh, just like staring uh, on the floor by the wall and I picked it up and I put it in its cage. I don't think it was alive like a week later or anything. Yeah. It wasn't dead. A week later, I'm not. I'm not attributing the lizard's death to you then. I would because I'm saying I think it was a matter of days. I think I may have broken something inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> that poor, poor salamander. Yeah, I, I'm not against anyone who owns reptiles and snakes like if that's your thing if you want to have lizards and shit if you want to be a lizard person that's fine i have no interest in any of that stuff if it's not fluffy and cute then get it the fuck away from me 
And I'm even talking like, I want to pet a koala bear, and those are supposed to be nasty little fuckers. I want to pet a bat. Those are cute. Well, most animals are fucking cute. Yeah. Even if they're ugly, they're kind of like ugly cute. Because even some pugs can be cute, even though they're all technically ugly as hell. I just don't like whenever you, they're just like. Yeah, I mean, most of them are an abomination and shouldn't exist. <laughs> they are a genetic freak. They're genetic failures is what they are. You are genetic failures. They are. I don't understand why someone bred a pug and thought we should keep doing this. <laughs> Unless pugs weren't that bad at first. They, they probably just, weren't as bad. And then over time, the breathing problems and stuff. Yeah. Because they were just like inbred little retarded dogs with weird Whoa! fucked up eyes Whoa! and respiratory problems. Retarded. God damn. I'll say whatever I want. Obviously. Obviously. So we haven't been talking about <laughs> Deep Purple very much here. Yeah, we have. We've been talking about it a lot. I went through almost the entire Highway Star lyrics. We just didn't really talk about that maybe song. I'm a Leo. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It kind of sounds like a bowling alley song to me a little bit. Like a song that would just be on in the background that I wouldn't really pay attention to. Not a bad song. Just doesn't stand out to me. Uh, I think the verses are just kind of like, they're good, but they're not like, you know, like they're not like bangers. But that fucking riff that's like... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's, like, it's not a bad song. That's, in my head, a huge like, precursor to like metal rhythms. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's like... Deep Purple, like speed and like attitude wise and then mix in black sabbath with like choosing evil sounds that's like where metal comes like i give those two bands the metal thing into judas priest next metal! before i give it to led zeppelin unless people say like well these other bands were influenced by led zeppelin that's fine but led zeppelin is always interesting to me because i think a lot of people think of the weaker Led Zeppelin songs. And there are a lot of weaker Led Zeppelin songs. There are songs that Led Zeppelin... I absolutely hate. Oh, my God. All My Love. All My Love. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do not All enjoy that love. song. I don't really like that song. And then Dire Maker. Dire Maker's not good. Which they, I think they do slower songs well, but they're like the wonton song. Which that's a great song. I don't know what song that song. is. What's wonton song? How does it go? Oh, Sam. You can't just do it with your mouth. Why do you gotta look it up? Just go. Because for some reason it's not coming out of my brain as well and i don't know why oh yeah fucking killer oh, that's pretty metal sounding too no let's <laughs> give every band from the 60s the fucking metal mantle well, not everyone kicked there was a lot oh, of like fluffy yeah, the turtles love peace yeah. I stir. They love peace. I see, but I think when John Schaefer storms the Capitol Hill, I think there are times when you can attribute things. I I, I think though, if you really want to pick, there are pieces 
that stem from other places like Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter, which was a heavy uh, Paul song. Paul would do that screaming shit. And it'd just be like, like, it'd just be like, yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know. You can, I guess you could attribute so many bands to being, you know, the forefathers of uh, blending what became metal, I suppose. Even though you wouldn't call any of these artists Metal. metal artists. No. It's just what the guys that eventually make metal fucking were like. Loved. In high school. Like, man, Deep Purple, dude. Let's take this. <laughs> and then and they go in the garage it. and they're like. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I think it's it's kind of the idea that you take something that you like, like you were just doing. Yeah. And you turn it up to. I guess no one knows what you just said. And you turn it up to 11 or something. <laughs> Now you turn it up to eleven or something. You turn it up to eleven. Or yeah, something. you turn it up to eleven. All right, Mister. I'm <laughs> moving on to the next <laughs> pictures of home. Just how? Oh, this part rules. That's fucking metal, bro. Yeah, it's enjoyable. That's why I've had no problem listening to this album. That's Many times. Good rock this is the first time for me where vocally and like this part, not really the music as much, but kind of the music, I get such a pentagram feel. Oh, wow. I've never thought of that in my life. There are a couple songs, yeah. two or three songs, maybe just two on this album that feel yeah. so heavy pentagram. And it was interesting because when Kent was here recently... And we were listening to this. He was also talking to you about that Pentagram album. So I thought that was interesting that that came up while Deep Purple was on because I've not made this connection since the first time I heard this album. Oh, it's Partazan. Yeah, Richie Blackmore on guitar really good. is fucking killer. It's super good. That's undeniably good. He's got like you know how uh, Jimmy Page, he, he like shreds, you know, shreds in quotations. It's like in a blues form, but he's sloppy yeah. as fuck. Super sloppy. He's shredding in that same way, but like clean. It's like, this is also the beginning in my head of like, no, technicality. Be good at shredding this instrument. Don't people use that as a tagline kind of often when they're talking about Jimmy Page? Like, as a guitar player, he was sloppy. Like, he was good, but he was also had a sloppier I, style. I wouldn't say often, but I've heard it a few times. I've heard a few things, like, people like the sloppy noise and that. And then he also... Uh, guys nowadays will take, like, a wristband and they'll put it at the top of the guitar kind of mute the strings slightly so when they're playing leads all the other strings don't ring out so when they're doing studio leads it's more cleaner Jimmy Page specifically liked that extra tone score and I agree I never use that stuff like my thought is if it's ringing out that much, you're not playing it that well. Well, there's something wrong. Like, well, that is wrong. Something is wrong. You're oh, not playing it well. I guess I meant, like, actual with the hardware. No. You should be able to do 
Hardware is never Even an like excuse. like a bad string uh, that's like Unless a string is broken or it's touching something it shouldn't be touching. Other than that, you should never blame anything musically on the fucking equipment. It's you. If it's a shitty guitar, you got to do extra work and figure out how to do it, but you can fucking do it. If it's a nice instrument, it's just easier to do. <laughs> it's not weird. I'm thinking about this the other day. How uh, as you get better at stuff, you get things to make it easier in a way like like skateboarding for example as you start a kid will get like a shitty skateboard from walmart that's like doesn't roll well trucks suck and then as they get better they've got to get stuff that's like technically easier to ride yeah but you're better at what you were doing a guitar for example buy a really nice guitar that's set up very well it's easier to play but you're better yeah look it's this weird dynamic and then I thought of this the other day how people get mad at uh, musicians for taking like oh this bass line it's been interesting they really focused on the bass thing oh. like that bass was everything else was kind of muted and like you can actually hear to me like everything be brought down and not oh, be brought yeah. up like yeah. it was Usually when it's a solo, everything else is still... Everyone's kind of doing their thing, but there was an obvious like shift that was like, no, you listen to this. Yeah. And it wasn't even necessarily something that was super clean yeah. or tight. It was just, I'm flowing here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they recorded this like live as much as possible. Yeah, I saw that they rented out a hotel or something yeah. that was closed for the winter. Yeah, they took over the hotel for like three months and got Rolling Stones mobile recording studio. Mm. A, a lot of artists Wait. use this Rolling Stones mobile recording the studio. The Rolling Stones? Yes, the Rolling Stones. The band. The band made a recording studio so that they could make music while out on the road. They were torn all the fucking time. Yeah. They like, we can never get into a studio. So they made a mobile studio it's brilliant and it's just like a mobile control room like so they would like i think they'd set the control room up anywhere mm-hmm. and then they feed the wires to wherever you're jamming mm-hmm. so a lot of bands use this fucking mobile recording studio yeah and that's really smart this is what this was recorded with in a hotel they just i wonder what happened to that every went i don't know it probably went down in history somewhere or got sold off or museum something. somewhere I uh, that's an interesting thing i'd like to look it up i've never thought to look that up but i would like to know because it's been brought up in many rock and roll stories like oh this band used it this band used it like a bunch of fucking people used it but uh yeah they said that like this hotel just closed down every winter for three months just to fix stuff because it's familiar easier. Ooh. Do you think it has anything to do the with overlook? libraries being in your libraries in your brain? Everybody's got them. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I have little, I have big chests. I, like titties. Yes, big titties that I keep ghosts in. I open the nipple hole like a manhole cover and I shove the oh, ghost like in. Like a breast reduction surgery. Put it in. Where they cut off the nipple and then they trim everything and That's then they, they do? put the nipple back on. Ow. Ouch, ouch, ouch. So that way it looks less like anything happened. But that's only in breast reductions? Reductions? I would say that, yeah, that's kind of a, uh, also like a titty lift sort of situation. What what do they do for a titty lift? Because you're getting rid of skin. Oh, that's a skin removal. Mm -hmm. So then they would just pinch it all closer to the nip. 
Yeah, and they would trim stuff off, and Ooh. then yeah, so it's still all your same skin, and it's, it's just and tighter. Breast enlargement is cutting underneath the boob, right? Shoving a bag in there. Ugh, yeah, forcing it to be like tight. Can you? Is that is surge is uh, is uh, is medical science far enough that? Can you see uh, scars nowadays still from those surgeries? Because I know, like. Back in the day, like Pamela Anderson days and stuff, it was like, oh, there's a scar, there's the scar, there's a scar. I think that that's interesting that you'd just be like, oh, yeah, there's... No, people <laughs> talked about it. They'd say... <laughs> they would say... You'd just be like, yeah, Pamela no, Anderson, I'm me. looking at her tits. <laughs> and then I'm looking at all these tits while I'm a kid. Oh, just, there's a scar, there's a scar, there's a scar. Like, you're just able to identify them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I assumed yeah. those would have been all photoshopped out. Um no. I don't know uh, <laughs> much about that. All I right. assume there might I, still be some scarring. I, I thought you were keeping up on it. <laughs> on you, what, what? You have no breast reason implants? to. Your boobs are fucking humongous. Yeah, I've got, I've got big boobs. <laughs> you know, listen to one more song. Yeah, let's do one more song and take ourselves a break. Let's do this. It's called Never Before. And my God, Michelle, I gotta tell you, no. this was the first single that was released. Never before I've heard songs been as good as this. Yeah. Are you trying to be Mitch McConnell? I'm Mitch McConnell. I guess I am sugar blood. <laughs> you do sound like Mitch. Uh, yeah, this song is groovy as hell. It's super it's funky. Groovy, but it's weird to me that it is a single. Oh, wait. Nah, then this part kicks in, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of the song is nothing like the beginning. And who knows how much of a lead-in on Radio Play they would even have with that. They may have just, like, Cut that off. introduced yeah. it and then just had that. And here's... Oh, yeah, the guy's doing it Never at the beginning, still talking. Deep Purple. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this definitely seems like a very radio-friendly song to me. Oh yeah, it's such a. I just remembered it's Adam such is a the radio guy who song. got me into this. Really, Adam fucking Cutter, because I just remembered him singing that. Looking at me, I've got a couple things in my mind of Adam singing. One of them is in uh, Alice Cooper when he's like, uh, "My dog bit me on the leg today." <laughs> My cat clawed my eye, and when and then Adam did this like clawing motion at me. <laughs> so anytime it plays at work, I'll look at Mel and I'll be like, "My cat clawed my eye." I always think of body language of him doing oh body language. Oh my god, body language! By the White Queen. That song is amazing. I forgot about that A lot song. of I, it. I feel like it is an under the rug it queen is. song that it a is. lot of people don't know about for no. some reason but body language is an amazing queen song adam loved that song we put he put it on and he like dance and sing at us and stuff. oh yeah that, that was my <laughs> that's one of my best adam memories so i had never heard this song i had never no. before heard never before i agree boom until crash. i start listening to this album yeah, I don't know it as a single, even though I think it has a very familiar part in the chorus of it. A very familiar rock sound that 
was, no, I wouldn't say adopted after it, but something that you may have heard more in like the mid to late 70s in rock music, for me personally. Are you talking about that? Never felt so bad before. Yeah. Pentagram. Now that you pointed out Pentagram to me. I don't hear Pentagram. In just so right at the beginning with his tone. He sound Bobby Liebling probably fucking loved Deep Purple. Of course he did. That was what he would have been the, the age of people like in high school. Hey, bro, you like Deep Purple, man? Let's go smoke a really gross joint from 1968. A really brown weed filled <laughs> joint. <laughs> Um, it's funny because then old people are like, I can't smoke that new shit. I uh, know. It's like, cause it, why? Because it's real weed? <laughs> uh, it's because it's been bred. That's the thing. It's pretty much been the opposite of what they've done with dogs or with, yeah. or with wolves, I should say. Because wolves have been domesticated, but weed has been turned into wolves. It's, are you saying it's ferocious? <laughs> Compared to the stuff from like the 70s, yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. For sure. All right. So wolves and weed have gone in different directions as far as breeding goes. I think that's a real talking point. <laughs> the weed goes up and the wolves go down. Uh, the reason we've never before heard that song, it was a single released in the UK. It reached oh. 35, number 35 in the UK charts. So it wasn't that even a why. huge single there. Like It was uh, okay. It was... It was a fine song, but it wasn't a top ten song. No. It wasn't a banger. So, I was doing a little deep purple research before we go out to break here because we're going on a break. You were doing some deep I was purple doing some, research? I was doing some deep, deep purple research. Oh, going deep on that purple research. And I was trying to find songs to play. You know, we go out to break and we come back in from breaks and we end the episode. We like to have things to go out on and stuff. Okay, yeah. are interesting. I know how this goes. So I'm uh I want to I want to hear the first Deep Purple album, right? I'm like, yeah, I wonder what that was like. It's called Shades of Deep Purple. Came out in the '60s. Apparently, there's Hippies. like there's like several versions of Deep Purple. They literally call them like Deep Purple Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three, and Mark Four. And I don't know how long it goes, but it's the different versions. So like certain years, you'll people will be like, I'm going to see Deep Purple Mark Three. I think Mark Three is the one who did uh, Machine Head. So people okay. will be like, oh, that's the Mark Three lineup. Very strange. Mark or Mock? Mark is what okay. I saw. I thought it should have been Mock 3 too, and I might be incorrect and read it differently, but I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw M-A-R-K. Okay. Um, so I was looking up songs, and uh, we're going to go out to break on a song that I have heard many, many, many times, and I had no fucking idea it was Deep Purple. Oh. And I'm going to be interested to see if you knew it was Deep Purple. Probably not. Here we go. Like I said, I only know the one main song. You ever heard this song? Of course I have, but I had no idea it was Deep Purple. I didn't fucking either. Hush, I was just going through hush. the key. Yeah, exactly. That song grooves. Yeah, it does grooves. It's a good song. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll go out to break on this. Hit song, I got feet on like a horse and jump 
And as you know, I did have a cocaine problem and then the band broke up. But everything's fine now and we're back together. So hit it, boys. One, two, three, four. Adam right now. Body. Listen to Queen's body language right now. Some rules. And we're grooving in our chairs. I don't want you to stop this for a little bit. Give me. Give me. Your body. Well, we got to get to the one part at least. Oh, yeah. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. That was an Adam move. Body language. Body language. I can't believe how 80s. Uh-huh. I had no idea this kind of queen existed before Adam. And Adam loves this song. Like, unapologetically loved this well, song. I think that this will show up on some, like, greatest hits. Will it? But yeah, it's just it's not oh, a song I had ever heard. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Fucking... Nobody can deny that. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Easily one of the best voices in the world. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even if you don't, maybe you can be like, I don't like the, how it sounds, but you can't be like, that motherfucker can't sing. He was incredible. He was like, yeah! <laughs> he sacrificed looking like a full mouth man for being able to hit those notes. He didn't make a sacrifice the way he was born. No, you said that he didn't want to ever fix his teeth because he thought oh. it might change the sound. Oh, yeah, I guess it could have. Didn't he have, like, extra teeth in the back? I don't remember. I think it's extra teeth. Anyway, that was enough of a It wasn't in that awful Bohemian Rhapsody movie. I never watched that. It was a huge hit. You no, said it was awful? It wasn't awful. It just wasn't accurate, and it was just weird. Hmm. Like, 
I for things like that, I would rather have I would rather watch a documentary. And yeah, instead of sure. watching someone recreate things, yeah, I'd no. rather just watch a special with like montages or clips from the actual yeah. performances. It, like a documentary, depending especially who produced it and who's behind making the documentary. Yeah, they can fudge details, leave some stuff out. Mm-hmm. But uh like a a movie that's got like a narrative and everything for it and a script, they're gonna fuck with way more details on that one. Mm-hmm. And then you just gotta throw it out like if we want a qu- I don't know. I guess if if you want a queen movie that's the real story, I guess that's not for you. But if you're just like, I just want to watch somebody pretend to be Freddie Mercury. I mean, your mom really liked it. And I yeah, think my mom just likes people singing. Yeah. <laughs> I did recently watch this new documentary that's on Netflix. And it is the story of Adam Lambert with with Queen. And it's uh, it's interesting. It definitely made me appreciate him more. I definitely think that I just also went through this phase where I was just kind of, I was in that asshole phase and I didn't really appreciate him for what he was. Like I always be like, yeah, he can hit notes, but he's just screaming. And I still kind of like, I get it, but that motherfucker can sing. And I don't know that anyone else could have, because they did have some other people. Like I guess the guy from Bad Company uh, sang with them. He, yeah, he sang with them for a, a, a little bit. And they did try, like, a few different people. And then it was actually working with Adam Lambert on American Idol that made, like, they met him and they... uh, They were like, holy shit! They played, yeah, while he and the runner-up guy, Chris Allen... No, the guy who actually won... Because Adam Lambert didn't win. And no one even knows who the other guy is. And Adam Lambert... (laughs) So Adam Lambert won, technically. (laughs) By far. And he's like exactly... He fits the band so well. He's he's flamboyant. He... Yeah, he... Just like in the way that he is, the way that he looks. He's willing to try new things. Yeah, it would have been what fucking Freddie Mercury would have done by now. Like if Freddie Mercury was still alive, he would have been out... Or his age. For sure by now. For sure, years ago, he would have been out. And Adam Lambert never hit it. And he would have been fucking, like, just as gay, if not gayer, than Adam Lambert, if that's, like, somebody's problem with uh-huh. Adam Lambert being the front show of Queen. Like, I think Freddie Mercury would be straight up, like, wearing, like, Las Vegas lady, like, huge feather boa thing on top of his head and... Sucking a dick on the side of the stage. Wow. <laughs> That's far. Yeah, it's really far. He'd be really okay. pushing the envelope. I had an original plan, but fucking uh, that body language kind of messed with it. Ian, the dude that sings on this album, I can't remember his last name right now. He I should figure out who the band with, members actually he are. He sang with Black Sabbath. It's Ian something... I said it several times during yeah, this podcast. You're really but intent on letting me know it's Ian something. Ian Underwood is not it. But uh Ian Pace? No. P A I C E. Is it is it not even Ian? No, it's Ian. No, Ian Pace is the drummer. Roger Glover, Ian Gillen. Gillen. Steve Gillian. Morris. Isn't it Gillian? It's Gillen. It's just A N. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Steve Ian Gillen. Morris and Don Airy. What the current what what on this album? Did you say Richie Blackmore? 
No. So well, that's some sort of lineup that exists. But anyway, he was in Black Sabbath for a very short period of time. As the singer of Black Sabbath replaced Ronnie James Dio. Okay. Yeah, there have been other people through the years. Yeah. John Lord, yeah, Nick Deep Simper, Mark, Rod Evans, Mark Glenn one, Hughes. Mark two, Mark three, Mark four. David Coverdale, Tommy Bolin. Yeah, David Coverdale. You remember David Coverdale? Joe Lynn Turner. He was in uh, that one shitty band. White Snake. Yeah. Uh, but we're, I've never heard this Black Sabbath with this dude. Because I think we remember recently. Oh, shit. Tommy Bolin was in James Gang. What? Tommy Bolin, I've heard that name. You talked over me the whole fucking time I was saying members, so you want to get shitty with me? You started talking about members over what I was talking about. No, I said I was going to figure that out. What name did you just say? Does it even matter? Yes, because I've heard that name before. Tommy Bolin was in James Gang. Tommy Bolin. Anyway, but we're listening to this fucking Black Sabbath right now. It's called Digital Bitch, and I want to hear what it sounds like, especially because it's called Digital Bitch. I didn't what is turn this it up. from? The Black Sabbath one album that Ian uh, Gillen was in. One album. But I mean, I guess what? when was this Black Sabbath wise? Like, what 80s? Black Sabbath is this? So this would have been after, like, between Dio? No, and... he replaced Ronnie James Dio. Okay, I guess I didn't hear that because I was talking. And you were talking at the same time, so I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't listening. You weren't listening. This is horrible. This is not Black Sabbath. Digital bitch. Oh God. She's so rich. A digital bitch. Horrible. I've seen that album cover plenty of times. You ever seen that album cover with a baby, a demon baby? No. Not a demon baby. I don't see a lot of demon babies. I, I can't stop. I'm not listening to a lot babies. of music where I'm going to see demon babies on album covers. That's true. I guess I'm way more in the demon baby world than you are. <laughs> I would say, uh, I was being I'd literal. I see more. demon babies all the time. It's, it's a thing. Demon babies everywhere. Yeah, Left you have and that right dying fetus shirt me. that has a baby that's He's being impaled. He's not a demon. <laughs> But yeah, he's got a big fucking spike going through his head. <laughs> anyway, let's move on with the album Machine Head. We're getting into the big fucking hit, the song that everybody knows. The song that most people learn on guitar when they very first start. This is called Smoke on the Water. Very first time I heard this song, someone in the apartment complex, his first name is Elijah. Okay, he, I know what you're talking about. He played this on a guitar. He came outside and was just dun, dun, dun. like so for me. I just and I know it was in like School of Rock and stuff. So I I always attribute this to being one of those early riffs that a lot of people learn on the guitar. Yeah, it it's is. just one of those basics. It's simple, but it's also strong and driving. Yeah, it's, a, it's not intricate at all. It it's was a, a good intro, but it, I'm not. I don't want to say that it's bad, or I don't know, diminish it in any way. Well, this song it's kind of hard to judge because like you've heard it how many fucking times? 
in your life. It's one of those songs where, like, I think you can hear a song so many fucking times. What about this content? Well, the content is actually funny since they were supposed to record in that in the building that burned down during that Frank Zappa and the Mothers show. They were supposed to record in that building. It was the last concert that Zappa was playing there that night because he was doing like a residency. Yeah. Fucking idiot audience member shot us. Yeah, someone stupid with a flare Some gun. Someone stupid with a flare gun <laughs> shot up in the ceiling. And I guess Frank noticed like sparks and smoke coming out of the ceiling and he just on the microphone said well there's no need to panic but fire <laughs> and then oh, that sounds like something he would do calmly every i guess they got everyone out easy but uh but yeah they were supposed to record at this fucking place and that's the reason they had to do the hotel thing oh okay like they were originally going to set up the rolling stones mobile recording studio in that it's live venue. They wrote it into the song, though. Yeah. Apparently, they wrote a lot of the stuff that happened. Like, while they were working on this album and on the road. I love that part. That felt so classic rock and roll to me. I didn't miss that. So oh, yeah. He's got such good fucking range on this uh-huh. album. He's got good control, good range. Uh, but I was going to say, like, there's hear certain songs so many times, it's hard to judge, like, its actual credentials. Like, Imagine if you had never heard this song, you got this fucking album, and this song came on, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. That bass that just goes... Oh, for sure. Bum, 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 it's not bum, intricate, bum. but it it's driving, and it's strong. Yeah. It's, it's a Distorted. very powerful <laughs> song. I mean, the song because of that just driving guitar. Have you ever seen the video of that huge, like, got on a football field, everyone brought their guitars, and all at the same time, everyone played Smoke on the Water, and it was like the world record for largest gathering of people playing Smoke on the Water at one time? Huh, I don't know. And of course did it because of what we were talking about. It was one of the first songs I fucking learned. It was one of the first songs my mom wanted me to learn. My mom loved yeah. this song. I remember she would talk about this song at the beginning. It gets that weird, like, backwards reverb thing on the hi-hats. It's like... What's one of the symbols? Yeah, yeah, but I'm later... Saying. Oh, yeah, she loves that. And then they add this effect. Part, it's either the beginning or some part of the song where it goes... And it's just a backwards reverb from the hi-hat going open. And they okay. just applied it in afterwards. And I remember she'd be like, how do they do that? I just... I just don't, how do they do that? How do they do that? She just loved this hi-hat section. It's one of those things. Much like Linda Hamilton's arms in Terminator 2 that stick in my head for my mother. And that Slipknot album where she told you that they were using an effect on his voice. voice. Uh Uh-huh. Nuh-uh, it's his real voice, Mom. Or the time she yelled at he who shall not be named for not wanting a cheeseburger from Steak and Shake, and she said, They've got the best hamburgers in the world! And she swears to this day she didn't yell at the boy, but she yelled at the boy. Because he didn't want a cheeseburger. Which is surprising that that fat fuck didn't want a cheeseburger. Did he just not like your cheeseburgers? I don't know. He was one of those weird dudes that, like, obviously wanted to eat, but he never, like, ate in front of people. And then when he did, he'd, like, pick the cheeseburger apart 
I'm like, eat it in sections. It was ah, gross shit. Like now that I think it, it's like nauseating to think of that. That. Oh, so they just like keep that symbol sound in, right? See, you know what? Now I listen to it even deeper. I think he's just so good. He's getting that hi hat open fast enough that it's going. Mm-hmm. I, think I don't it, know. It does sound weird though. Sometimes it's got like this weird, like backwards sound to it. What I want to say about that song, yeah, is that I feel like a lot of people they like it because it's easy and they know that it's a good song. But I don't know how many people are like that is a killer song because it's just all worked into our brains and stuff yeah. so much. But when you actually like listen to it and you think about it from a more analytical perspective, it's a fucking great song. Yeah. It makes sense that it it's a is classic and just kind of worked into I would say just society and uh the vein of music in the way that so many kids learn it. And it's recognizable to everyone for the most part everyone i don't know you know when generationally that changes but Mm. i know it probably has by now unfortunately us and everyone above and oh yeah i assume i'll ask mel tomorrow below it i'll ask mel are you just gonna i'll just go hey do you know what song this is are you not gonna ask him smoke on the water first no i'm gonna see if he can get that first Cause then that'll give me a gauge of like how deep it is. Cause anybody that knows that song, if I just go, "Hey, do you know this song? What is this?" Dun 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 dun. dun. They would know by that point. I wouldn't even have to finish. Dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, that song was so fucking popular. It went to like number three. That's good. I won on the U.S. charts. Okay. I wonder. Good. I'm trying to look up here. In Genius, real quick. Because oh, that song went everywhere. Genius is good for this. I want to see if it. Eleventh okay. in Austria, Austria, fucking Belgium, Germany, Netherlands, France. Yeah, third in the U.S. cash box, four in the U.S. billboards. It made the South African charts to number seven. Probably because it got that real cool. Bum, 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 a real yeah rhythmic dun, dun, just driving force it's been sampled in a lot of what look like hip-hop songs so he might be familiar with that sound that was something that i wanted to look up um but yeah this song was also covered by someone who i do i need to look this up like to call weird al yankovic you are not prepared, of course, because you're only prepared when it's something that's fun for you. But when it actually comes time to having what you need available to you, you don't have it at all. No matter how much I even drag this out for you, you don't have it. Good job. So Weird Al included this. Oh, no. Work! Work! You have problems. This is this is rough. (laughs) And his polka's on forty-five compilation. He did. Yeah, because he did a bunch of like 
stoner rock songs. I didn't know this. He did the full version of it? No. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I remember it. I thought you were saying that. It was in the in the. Well, he did the whole fucking Bohemian Rhapsody, so I thought you were saying like he did a... I don't know. It starts with Jocko Homo by Diva. Ah, yes. And then he just goes smoke on the water and fire in the sky. And then smoke on the water is all he does. Smoke on the water, fire in the sky. And then he goes into, I'm a boy. Well, I'm your mother. I'm a one night stand. When we make love together. together. <laughs> yeah, so. Good stuff. It's definitely been covered by uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Who? Weird Eye Yankovic. Oh, finally. <sighs> okay, that was painful. <laughs> you want to move on to the next Yeah, song? this is a song written about my friend Ryan Schwass. It's called Lazy. Isn't he supposed to be the destroyer of lazy asses, though? He's not actually lazy. No, that's not what this song's about. This is about Ryan Schwass keeping hamburgers in his pocket and hot dogs. I have seen that guy pull a hot dog out of his pocket. Was it wrapped in something? It was in the like little boat that you get from a gas station. So it wasn't. <laughs> Covered, but it it was like halfway covered. Kinda. Huh. Still a pocket dog. <laughs> I don't trust anyone just pulling unwrapped hot foods out of their pockets. It wasn't hot. <laughs> no, but it's a hot food. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> I don't think any hot foods should be in clothing pockets. No, I agree. By the way, major organ action this whole album. And they, like, put it through, like, a little distortion box, I think. Sometimes it's got, like, this fucking grit psychedelicness, bro. Like that. It's cool to think that they recorded this mostly live. They were Apparently, they were, like, unhappy with the studio. Yeah, they did it in sound, a little... Like and they were just like, hey, room. we want to do it live, man. Let's get that live feel, baby. It's like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's just true skilled jamming. True. Will you turn it up one notch again? Yeah. True skilled jamming where you can just like... Free form and fucking go. It's a beautiful thing to have with people. It's a rare thing to have with people. What are you reading? I'm gonna turn it back down now. It's all jamming loud. Oh, I didn't know it was gonna get so loud. I was. I thought that I read like what where it was in the actual hotel that they recorded it. But I'm looking somewhere different than I did before. This says that it was cold and bare because it wasn't being used. The band blocked off one end using old beds to line the walls for sound insulation. <laughs> That's awesome. 
I love it when you find out, like, the gorilla crazy tactics that you think, like, to make a classic album, it's kind of, like, the best sound isolation you can buy. But they're like, no, we grabbed mattresses out of the fucking rooms and we put them on the walls. This actually, yeah, this song has a story. It's definitely appreciated. Is this song completely... Oh, no. It's just instrumental for most of it. It says that it's four minutes and 21 seconds of an instrumental intro. I enjoy it. It kind of sounds like a bar tune, but yeah. not... But it's not being played in that style. Like, someone else could come and, like, hillbilly this up. And oh, not I had have... a lap steel guitar in there, and it's fucking... Yeah, and not do, like, the organ sound. Yeah. Then, yeah, I think that this could easily sound... I, th- I think this song sounds versatile in that sense. I, I definitely had the bar feel earlier, too. It's because of that it's like a ride cymbal blues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's almost jazz. that, like... Yeah, it's, it's that, like, southern sound, though, to me. Oh, yeah, southern... Songs use that jazz. Da, 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 da. It's Southern like a shuffle. Rock and it's like a shuffle. Yeah, country. I love that little key change right there where they're like. Definitely lets you know that something's getting ready to happen. Just a general blues song. This is like. Very bluesy. Just feels. The word. Uh, it feels like Johnny Winter kind of blues. Yeah, I agree. In fact, kind of sounds like Johnny Winter singing right now. Oh, and add a harmonic in there. Now it sounds like greasy, like not honky tonk bar, but like. I can. That's the thing. I can oh, hear this song be yeah. turned into. <laughs> that's 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 what I meant, and I can really hear it even more now. But I could hear it before. He's doing a lot of jazz scales. I never noticed that before. Classic fucking jam. You could do this riff for six hours and just jam on it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, here it comes. <laughs> I think when he's just singing and not doing, not belting, not always, but sometimes, every once in a while in this song, he'll have tinges of that guy, the lead singer from Pentagram. Bobby Liebling. Bobby Liebling. Yes, he does. It's, it sounds like Bobby Liebling, and it also sounds like Johnny Winter. Johnny Winter has that low-range voice where he's like, Am I always in bed? Like, just medium range, not going crazy with your voice until you want to go, baby! Do you think Bobby Ying... Oh, my God. I was going to yes, try... Yes, Bobby Yingling? I was, yeah. Bobby Liebling drinks Yingling. It was too much for me to say. My brain exploded. Uh, I'm going to say it's a safe bet that Bobby Liebling drank many Bobby Yinglings. As well as many cans of turpentine. (laughs) Injected many drugs. Remember that documentary and he's like, arms were all scabbed up because he was such a fucking drug addict? Gross. Crazy. 
and I don't. I need to watch that one again. Actually, I don't. It was depressing. And I don't know what's up with old Bobby Liebster's well, name. There you go. This is a blues ending from hell. Thank you, everyone, coming out tonight to Jesco Bar. I'll get a free Budweiser. A free Budweiser. <laughs> what kind of knowledge on a free Budweiser? <laughs> yeah, you went some uh, some Creole. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. Budweiser needs to do a fucking collab with Tommy Wiseau and put out Tommy Budweiser's. <laughs> Tommy Budweiser lights. Ooh, Tommy Budweiser's lime. Marita. You having fun with this? Ooh, the the version of White Claw, but Budweiser. Oh, oh, the version of White Claw, but the Bud version. But Tommy the Bud, 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 Budweiser. I want that Bud Salsa. I want the Bud Salsa. <laughs> oh, Bud Salsa. Nasty. Oh, so I there's this thing yeah. at this bar that's a block away. And they do this beer around the world challenge. And uh, they have a rotating tie-up part where uh, you can fill in the blank. Aside from, you know, their many bottled beers that they have. Uh, They're mostly disgusting, the bottled beers that they have. But they had a, they had truly, I believe you said you thought it was raspberry. And that made sense because you smelled it and you thought it was raspberry. And, uh... Hit the nail on the head. I tried Truly Raspberry as one of the rotating tap things because I'm going around this beer world challenge for the second time very slowly. And uh, it was awful. Looked horrific. do not... I cannot support the hard seltzer movement. But I also think they're using fake sugar. And I can never get on board with fake sugar. Soda pop. Oh, you mean like Splenda kind of fake sugar? Yeah, artificial sweetener. Uh. I cannot get on that. Yeah, no, none of that stuff. You can tell. Like, what's That's the other I don't one? Like There's Splenda. What else is there? Like, like Equal. Yeah, none of that. Ugh. I've never liked Diet Mountain Dew, Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi. None of that shit. Yeah, I'm not it's always a got fan. this weird fucking flavor to it. And then they go, "You can't tell." I'm like. Okay, maybe you can't tell, but you're obviously a fucking troglodyte. They say that, but then, okay, so then drink. Uh, you drink a Diet Coke? Drink a regular Coke in front of me and right now and tell me it's the same. Oh, yeah. You I will remember, notice a fucking difference. I remember Paul F. Tompkins on a podcast saying one time that he picked up a Diet Coke, took a drink of it, and said, Jesus Christ, that was delicious. What is up with this today? And then looked at it and realized he was drinking a regular Coca-Cola. So, yes, there's a fucking difference. Hmm. It's great. I, I remember my uncle Jimbo, he always drank Diet Mountain Dew growing up. Like, preferred it over regular Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Because he would probably but grow it, up in a Diet Mountain Dew house. Well, he didn't grow up in a house that had soda. Diet Mountain Dew probably came out when he was like a teenager. Okay. But. I'm going to look up when Mountain Dew started. You look up when Diet Mountain Dew started. I, w- I would like it if you would not raise your voice at me. Uh, I'm going to mansplain as loud as I want. 
You want to let's do the last song while you're looking that up. Uh, this is a really good fucking song. We're just gonna call it that. It's called Space Trucking. This was the second single, wasn't it? No. What was the second single? Second single was Smoke on the Water. Oh, that's right. Duh. No, this was not a single. Although I have heard this on other radio things, like on Sirius XM and stuff. I hear Space Trucking. Way more than I heard that other fucking... I've never heard that other song on the radio. I was, um... Yeah, I guess... Diet Mountain Dew has not been around. 1998. I'm I'm surprised by that. But he preferred it. But, like, I always thought it's a literal different taste. It, It is so different from regular Mountain Dew. It's literally like... You just like a different soda more than Mountain Dew. Yeah. They, might have, they should have just called it something else. It's totally different. It looks like the old Mountain Dew. Um, well, not tagline, I guess. Whatever. I'm not sure what you would call it there. Slogan? Slogan. It'll tickle your innards. Really? It'll tickle your innards. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew! I, It'll tickle your innards! I've never been a big fan of Mountain Dew because I feel... Because it tickles your innards? No, the opposite. I feel like it's too sweet. It's too syrupy. There's just... It's too much. Compared to a Dr. Pepper or a Coke or something like well, that, it is Well, some people definitely... might think that... I've heard people say Dr. Pepper is syrupy. And I, uh, Dr. Pepper is my favorite. Uh, I think Mountain Dew seems to have less carbonation in it. It mm-hmm. seems like. I don't know if that's just like a lemon-lime thing. No, because Sprite is murderous. Sprite is crazy carbonated. It's got a Christmas that doesn't mess Uh, around. But I I think Dr. Pepper and Mountain Dew are just as syrupy as each other. I just think Dr. Pepper has more carbonation. Uh Or it sits in it better or it reacts differently. I don't know. It just has more of a crisp. Like a Dr. Pepper has a bite. These vocals are great. Yes. You're right. I should have shut up. But... Coke seems lighter than syrup to me, but it's fucking crazy carbonated. It's it has a crazy bite. It's very to it. abrasive. Yeah. That's why I there is not one kind of Fago that I will drink because to me it's all syrup and almost no carbonation. Very little carbonation. It's like flat soda. It's yeah, it's very close to flat. It requires right out of the bottle. It requires the bottle being shaken to get carbonation. To be spewed. Yeah, you get that diet root beer two liter bottle, you shake it up, you go up to the front of the stage and you look at all the jugglos and you pop open the cap and you spray them all with Fago and then you dump it on your head. That's disgusting. It was a great fucking time. <laughs> it was a blast. Dump syrup all over yourself. Yeah, but it's diet, so it, would just, it wasn't even sticky afterwards. Oh, diet makes sense because it's probably not real sugar. It, for some reason, they they choose diet doc, the, the insane clown posse that is. They choose diet root beer because apparently it fizzes way crazier than any so of the other ones. Going to a party, party. It goes. Yes, I'm going to a party, party. What? Is, what? Party. Oh, that is like a. Techno. I would like you to dance. Oh, I was thinking about Happy Birthday from the Beatles. Oh. Ow, my knee. 
I'm sitting. Ow, my knee. I hurt my back turning a... Uh, Half-inch um, diameter knob the other day. It was a while ago. You probably talked about it on the last episode. Maybe you didn't. I'm going to say I didn't. Maybe I'm just tired of hearing about it, so yeah. I'd like you to stop talking this about it. This is the it. podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk about things that we already know, Michelle. Did you just call me Michelle? <laughs> yeah, Michelle. I don't like that. It was an accident. ding a ding a ling that's pretty fucking metal right there, too. That you always make things sound so much tougher than they actually sound. That's because I'm. Well, I'm saying in my head I can hear it being metal, so I'm translating it through my metal fucking mouth. You to help you hear the metal. I don't, that or you Stop just see it as the inspiration. I find you to be. I know. Doors right there. <laughs> I was gonna say take the van and pleasant get out. and funny and whatever, but I'll also leave. <clears throat> All right, you heard it here. You first. said to take the van. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You said take the van. And no, leave. you seem very excited about you that. You said like, take the van and leave. Like that's like the one thing that is actually keeping you. No, here. I just know for sure I could fit the. No, you don't cats. get any of the animals. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. You either get the van or the animals. <laughs> I get. I've already said. No matter what, if we split, we get. We leave with the two animals we brought into this family. Yeah, I you get, get the Kit old gross ones and Oliver, and you take Clarence and Paul. I'm giving you Paul. <sighs> you. We both just want Kit Kat the most. <laughs> I think it's silly that you think that you would have a right to him over me. He's I don't in think this I have a right to him. Family because of I just me. want him because he's wonderful. That he is wonderful. Three-legged son of a bitch is wonderful. Okay, so we are officially to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. I have some questions for you. They're not very good. They're pretty repetitive. I should probably tweak these questions. I smell your feet, Sam. Killer fucking theme. Okay, so why did you choose this? You're king of being uh, tight. I like being the fumbly dumb one. It's a good time. Um, you like being loose? Yeah. My favorite parts about everything are when shit fucks up or someone says something real stupid on purpose. So I like when to fuck things like up. Like that and Morgan Whalen guy? Stuff. Do you like when he says real stupid stuff? He didn't say that on purpose. It just comes out naturally of his mouth. I mean, he said it on purpose. <laughs> I think he definitely said it on yeah, purpose. Yeah, but he says it like we say the word like. <laughs> That's a problem because I say like too much. <laughs> so why did you choose this? I chose this. I don't. I just thought of it and I was like, "Holy shit, not a metal album and a fucking good one!" Holy shit, Sam, you've done it! And I was just excited, like for once, I fucking thought of something. All right, what do you think I thought when you gave it to me? Thank God, it's not something fucking crazy metal. Okay. Basically, like, hey, I think this might be okay. I don't know. Well, I did say before that I 
was excited as I always am when it's not metal. Um, but I know that I do enjoy some deep purple. So I was looking forward to this. I feel like if Adam introduced this to you and I know you've had this for a while, I feel like I may have actually heard this before. You have. So it didn't feel brand new to me. So I, 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 I don't know. I guess I thought it would be okay. Um, how many times did you listen to this? Do you know, since it was, I really didn't do my due diligence as I could have on this album. <coughs> I even I only listened it to it twice by myself and then once with you on the vinyl. Twice with me. I played it once on vinyl and then I played it once when Okay, came well then over. we'll say four. Three that I actually was uh, aware of. Yeah, you but it's one of those albums that I I didn't need to. I could have not listened to it. <laughs> That's silly to me. I listened to it seven times. That's awesome. It's a good fucking album. It certainly is. And I like your enthusiasm. It's a good fucking album. It's a good fucking album. You almost sound like Debbie, who's cult's mom from 98 Fiance before the 90 days. Mom, I'm getting married. I love her. Colton, do you think that that's the right decision you should be making, Colty? Mom. She she calls him Colt. She doesn't say Colty. She's Colt. Mom. Call you didn't think about your consequences from your last marriage before you start jumping into a new Mom, one. I know. But I, I lo- you know I love you, and I have to be a man now. And Colt, you're such a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, that fucker had some grade-A boobs on him, doesn't he? <laughs> Man, when he walked out of the hotel room, it was like... He's lost some weight since They could have just fucking showed us slit like a... Oh, he had some tits. Just that, and I would have been like... Well, those are some tasty looking nice tits. nice looking titty. Yeah, it looks like some, some side tit that I'd snuggle against. I'm gonna take a bite out of that. Cotty titty. Okay, so least favorite song, Sam. What do I think? My guess is maybe I'm a Leo. Is that your least favorite song? This is so fucking hard. Well, you gotta come up with something. There is no song on this that's like, you know, usually I can come up with like, I'll go with the slower song or like the lamer song or like the... Every song in this fucking jams. I think I honestly gotta give it to Lazy just because I don't even know why. It just doesn't seem to stick in my head. I don't even remember what it is. Oh god. Yeah, this song rules. Yeah, you're silly for choosing this ah! one. I can't choose. Cause like pictures of home got that fucking That's the one that That sounds the most like pentagram to me. What's well, maybe I believe it's that like maybe you're right. God damn no Honestly probably smoke on the water. I mean, I think I'm gonna give it to smoke on the water. I think people have heard this song. <laughs> That's my least favorite song on this album. Just because I've heard it a million times and I think the rest I don't know, are just a little better or a little more interesting. Okay. The other one's got more jam time. I'm a guy who plays music. I like jam times. I listen to Frank Zappa. They jam for 10 minutes at a time. And I'm into it, so I can do it. What do you think? My I least... don't like fish, though. What do you think my least favorite song is? 
It's because uh, they jam for 47 minutes per song. They don't jam for 10 minutes. Smoke on the Water is your least favorite song. No. Damn it. Uh, maybe I'm a Leo? No, I actually think it might be uh, Turducken. I think uh, Let's Go Turducken may be my least ah. favorite song. I don't think Space Truckin's a bad song. I think every song on this album grooves pretty well. I think that this is a great way to end the album. Yeah, this part rules right here. Drums. Agreed. Oh, just that little... Even this, too. Yeah. I mean, it's a good song. I just... Uh... Oh, and later he's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> face fucking, yeah, 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 turducken. <laughs> so he definitely is, it's a strong song. He does a good job. I'm just going to say it's my least favorite song. Gotcha. Your most favorite song? This is going to be really tough yeah, to me. Yeah, this is hard too. But my guess, my guess, my Guesses, Pictures of Home is your favorite song. You know what? I was just sitting here thinking, like, what's the thing that's in my head? And the thing that in my head went, I'm alone here. Fucking nailed it. Yeah, this song rules. Oh, yeah. Right in time. Oof. <laughs> Ooh, somebody cool me off. <laughs> I'm worked up, my lord. I'm popping a steal from, uh, <laughs> what's he say? What's his Mike? Mike Myers. I'm for Klimt. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, so what do you think my most favorite song is? Think of Michelle. What's she jamming on the most? I'm giving it to Lazy. I don't think that's correct. This is not something that I have a. I am not. I don't have like a surefire answer for this. To be honest, um, because there are things about all of the songs that are good, but like, like a, I think "Highway Star" is a great song to get the album started. But I think it has some cheese in it. Yeah, which I also, I, I, I get a little bit of that cheese from "Space Truckin'." And the like lyrics and like let's go space trucking like that just to me that that probably is why it qualifies as being my least favorite is like lyrically I just think it's kind of adolescent I suppose or it's like digital bitch which you would write later yeah (laughs) I'm not really sure but I think I'm gonna go with what you thought was my least favorite I think I'm gonna go with smoke on the water because I think it's even though I think the whole album is great I think listening to the album as a whole is a good choice versus just listening to songs here and there um this song is classic very classic every time I've heard it with the other songs it's been impossible to not get into for me. I always sing along to it every time. This, I mean, it's it's fucking classic. It's it sounds so good. It feels good. There's something like almost soothing that it does because it's just like worked into who you are and what you are. But it just like, you know how certain sounds and things just gel and match up, and it just feels good. Like when you walk into a room that has like a good vibe or like 
you hear something that wrong, rubs you the right way or just someone just looks at you at the right time or something like it just has that warm feeling that I get like that that you get from those moments yeah is what this song like it's like a homely feeling almost that I just feel like it's so worked into the fabric of music history of like rock and roll history that it's it's hard to deny it is hard to deny I didn't like making it my least favorite it just really got there just because of major radio play I did not come into this at all with a choice and I sure as shit did not think it was going to be smoke on the on the water I just think that song is so timeless and I think that you yeah I think a lot of people kind of write it off in their heads like yeah that's just that simple song everybody learns it whatever but it's for a reason it's a great song it jams even later when it has the instrumental break it's great and it mentions frank zappa and it's and i i love that part i yeah. love how he sounds when he yeah, sings yeah. it frank zappa and the mothers yeah. and, and then some stupid with a flare gun Burn the place to the ground. You don't hear. I don't know. I just like that. Some stupid. That, with, that first this, verse is a, is just perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I wonder how many people this applies to. This song is the f- re- the first time I ever heard the name Frank Zappa. I never picked it out. I picked it out because I remember I used to go the Eagles over uh, Knights of No Knights of Columbus. Uh, Kent's dad worked there, and then we would like help do dishes and stuff. And that karaoke night one time. That's the also the first time uh, I saw okay. uh heard the song uh I'm an Indian outlaw. Half Cherokee and Choctaw. My, my baby, baby she's, she's a chip. You're going all over the place with that. I don't know how the song actually goes. Is this what's in my memory? All my friends call me Bear Claw. Uh, and that, I remember some guys going, Frank Zappa and the mothers, and seeing it written on the thing, and I yeah. was like, and just that name, even if you don't know who yeah. he is, the name Frank Zappa looks weird, it sounds weird, mm-hmm. it gets your fucking attention, so that's, they, they're the, and I wonder how many people are like that, like, oh, first time I ever heard the name Frank Zappa is fucking smoke on the water. That makes sense, it just never registered with me. I remember... I, it was after I was a fan of Frank Zappa that I learned that that was being said. <laughs> That's cool, though. But I feel like I always kind of wrote this song off. I was always one of those people who were just like, yeah, that song, like, whatever. Well, it can Not easily... that it's bad, but yeah. just like, nah, just never really gave it as much respect as it really it, deserves. It can easily lump it into bowling alley songs. It can mm-hmm. easily go in that pile and get disregarded. Even though, into once that again, whole lump. for me, that's more like Metallica, 90s Metallica and stuff. And like that sort of I'm rock music, <laughs> and like ball with a ball, yeah, and ACDC, and like that's the sort of evanescence, macho, sounding, tough guy <laughs> music. Mm-hmm. So anyway, how old were you when you first started listening to this album? My twenties, somewhere I don't remember. How did you originally feel about it? Because you said that Adam introduced you to it. Loved it. It's one of it's. It was probably the same time I was getting into. I was probably already into Pentagram. Because Pentagram helped me get out of my last relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I got with you. I so. don't think that there's any... I don't think there are any clunkers. Granted, there are only seven tracks. And I always say, even if it has to just be an EP, 
just release what is tight, what sounds good, what has a good, you know, all the way through. I'm glad that they did that. I think that that really benefited them. I wonder how many, if they cut, like, like Pantera, for instance, they barely cut any songs. And people like me would be like, I think they're all fucking good. Like, mm-hmm. there's not a bad one in my, well, early, early, early stuff, but... And then you hear of other bands that are like, like U2, I don't like U2, but you hear of U2 saying like, oh, we have albums worth of stuff that we'll never release. It just wasn't good enough. We just did it. It's like, I wonder what Deep Purple did. I wonder if if they were a Pantera where they're like, this is what we had. It just happened to all be good. Or if they're like, yeah, cut three of those fuckers off. We don't need it. I feel like this is kind of a silly question, but would you recommend this album as a whole? To anyone. Unless you're strict rap, I, but I would be like, yeah, but you should listen to Machine Head. <laughs> yeah, it's not. They'd be like, what? You mean that song by Bush? Oh, I thought you were gonna say you Good mean machine that. Machine Head. You mean that band? Than rest, green to red. I don't know this machine song. Machine Head got a machine <laughs> head. Excuse me. Than rest, green to red. Every time yeah, I look at. Yeah, yeah. Did you like that? No, I hated every second of it. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a good Gavin, though. I got that he, wine. Yeah, that's why I hated every second of it. <laughs> I don't know how you don't know that song. Well, I'm about to find out what it sounds like. Maybe if this fucking internet was good. Oh, this is that song? Okay. Breathe in. Is that the song? I think it is. Breathe in, breathe in. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even remember that part. I was just thinking of the chorus. And then there's a band called Machine Head that I've never listened to. We're going to check that out real quick. It's called My Hands Are Empty. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, let's try another one. Oh. Oh? We still got metal on this episode. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound like a Phil and Selmo baby to you? Uh, they're probably out at the same time, but it does sound like a guy doing the same Phil, like, but just doesn't sound as good. So I did change this last question from what I listened to this oh, again yeah. to rating it. I'm not going to rate it. I'm going to say that I would listen to this again. Oh, nice. I enjoyed it. <laughs> It's actually uh, something that I enjoyed very much. That's Why fun. are you laughing? It's funny because we're like, you know, let's toss that question. And it was. And then as soon as we toss the question, it's like, hey, this is one that we actually would do. For, because it's rare. It's, it's a rare it's thing. Always, yeah, it's very so rare. Be, it's usually. Especially no. me giving to you. It's always super rare. So I don't know if I could actually rate it. I think it might be easier to rate in a more negative sense, I guess. I can rate this album. You can? I would give this album uh, an 11 out of 11. Really? I'd probably give nah, it. I'd probably only give it like an 8. I'd probably give it an 8. <laughs> I'd give it an out of 11? <laughs> out of 11. I would give it an 8. 8 out of 10? Out of 10. Because it's it's a solid album. It's short. It's to the point. It doesn't have any clunkers. I can listen to the whole thing. It's fine. It's groovy. I would give it 9 out of 10, to be honest. Okay. I think it's near perfect. 
cool. So we are finished with that album, and we are going to do something a little different next week. Yeah. Uh, the next episode. Oh, fun, man. We are going to do a group podcast episode, and this yeah. is, we've only done this once before when we did our 101st episode. That was a much bigger group. It was, and it was a different concept. Everyone just chose one random song, whatever. So what's going to happen on this next episode is we're going to have the three people who have who are tied for the most podcast appearances. Oh, they're tied now? Yeah, they're all, they've all three been tied. Okay. With, I don't remember the stats. With Kent's information, they were all three tied. And because <laughs> then he broke it down to... Oh, he broke it down crazy. To the Like amount length, of minutes. And then he won by length. And then you oh, actually sure. looked it up based on listens, and he won as well. No. No, it was Kirk. Kirk. Was, it, was it? Yep. Ryan Bag won amount of listens. I said, hey, does everyone want me to hurt their feelings? <laughs> Which, by the way, I get my hurt, my feelings hurt every week when I see the amount of listens. So, fuck that. Oh, you're being <laughs> honest for once. Yeah. It dropped from 2 million to 1 million. I can't believe it. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I said. I know what it was. It's your... <laughs> Flagrant use of the word "betarded" without saying "betarded." Look, I'm a grown adult. If Morgan Whalen can say the N word, he can't. And he may have been dropped, but he has sold his his album sales have skyrocketed. Yeah, that shows you what kind of country America is. It just shows you that people like shitty music too. <laughs> but maybe people like uh, R-worded people more than they like N-worded people. Oh no, good end of the episode. <laughs> I think that's a good way. Well, I'm also still in the process of explaining this next episode. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so what happens next is that Kent, Kirk, and Zach will be joining us. There's some podcast all-stars, baby. And the... Idea is that we're all three going to be giving a pop song. All five of us. I'm sorry. All five of us are giving three pop songs that we we like. Two guilty pleasures and one we don't like. We're selling all three like we like them all. And then we're going to all vote and try and figure out which song we're actually lying about liking. And which is the song that we actually didn't like. We're turning it into a little game. So it's going to be, yeah, it's, it's going to be, game. it'll be a fun episode. Uh, people will be playing things off and pretending. I think it'll be, it'll be fun. We get to see how bad of a liars people are. Yeah, I'm worried about that <laughs> for myself because I'm not good. I'm worried because we actually know each other. Like mm. the other p- people have the advantage that they, we don't live with them. I thought about that. So I think I'm going to pick songs that are kind of close to each other, like similar or yeah. like from the same time frame or something. Yeah. Like I want to be, I want to throw people off. Yeah, that's a good idea because like if you chose like a Lizzo song, I'd be like, yeah, she likes this. Yeah. And I've thought about stuff like yeah. that. So it's got to be kind or of like confused. I told you. Not something that I necessarily, it's songs that I love. Yeah. Just like kind of guilty pleasures that. But yes, the thing, you don't usually listen to Guilty Pleasures around other people or something. Or like you hear it and you're like, yeah, I don't mind that. It gets stuck in my head. It's catchy. I mean, it's I'm going to tell everyone it sucks because it, it sucks, but I like it at the same time. 
that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of embarrassed to like this. So I'm interested to see what we're going to get out of these people. As you just described that, that's the one that I still have chosen. Uh Uh-huh. That is... Perfect? Perfect. Like, like, the thought of me playing it, I'm just like... So embarrassed and nervous about it? And I've never really listened to it on headphones or anything, and I'm going to (laughs) wait. Oh, you're not going to listen to it before the episode? No, I'm not listening to anybody else's, are we? No, we're not listening to anyone else's, no. but you at least want to be sure about what you're choosing and not change your mind. Because what if you play it and you're like, oh, I actually don't like that song. So now I have two that I don't like and only one that I really like. Then I'll play you it need out to, to the end sure. of the episode that I still like that song. And then right at the end, I'll go. And by the way, it turns out that one sucked, too. No, I think you should know what you're well, doing. Well, then I'm gonna going to not have it. any left. <laughs> I'm gonna well, that's your fucking fault. <laughs> yes, I'm a miserable man. Okay, so <laughs> we appreciate everyone listening to this episode. Uh, please tune in for next week's episode. I think it's going to be super fun. It's, it is. It's going to be very fun. <laughs> you have to do that every time. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. We really do appreciate it. I'm glad you played this song. This is probably yeah, my favorite shit. Deep Purple song. I was so shocked when I found out this was Deep Purple. I feel like I've I've found that out in the past, but completely forgot, so it was like news to me again. But the more I kind of thought about it, it felt right. like I may have actually found that out at one point previously. That Deep Purple has shifted through the years. But whatever. This isn't about me. This is about you guys. Have a great day. <laughs> See Bye. you next week. Bye.